You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. And uh, I formed a bromance on Sunday watching the Sydney FC game against Adelaide, especially after the red card fiasco, when our next guest said this. Look, it's for me one of the worst red card decisions I've ever seen. I, I, I don't see that there's any intent there. I think for me, the VAR should have called Daniel Elder there to the sideline to have a look to see if it was as bad as what he originally thought. Alex Brosk is part of SEN and Channel 10's A-League coverage. He represented Australia on 21 occasions and he joins us now and he was damn spot on. Alex, thank you for your time. (laughs) (laughs) All good, no problem. Look, I thought initially after I said it, maybe I'm being a little bit harsh, but then I went back and watched it and it was a terrible decision. And look, the fact that it's been overturned now shows that... um, it was very much the wrong one. Alex, yeah. just explain, and I'm not a disciple of the world game, but I was watching, I went to the rule book, I listened to what everyone was saying, I looked on social media and I thought, how could anyone get it so wrong? Why didn't they go upstairs straight away to check it out? Well, they did. That's the thing. So the, the surprising part about it is that, because you understand the referee on the field, you know, in yep. the heat of all the action, missing it or, or maybe seeing it a different way. But the VAR is actually the one who didn't overturn the decision or didn't call the ref to the sideline to have a look. So he, he thought it was a, um, you know, it was a red card. And that's the surprising part. You know, I, the rule has been brought in to try and stop, you know, dangerous tackles on creative players. Now, where that came from is beyond me to start with because there hasn't been a, a surge in creative player injuries over the last mm. couple of years to even bring that rule in. And all they're doing is just Basically, I mean, they may as well just say to stop slide tackling because yeah. that's all that was. It was a good, clean slide tackle. He barely clipped the, the Sydney player on the way through and it was given a straight red. So I, I, honestly, I, I think personally that the guys are just over-policing that rule. They, they, the rules come in and they're just over-policing uh, it at the moment. And it's uh, gone way too far. Alex, I come from an Aussie rules background, but I watched it back that many times. The Sydney FC player actually slightly deviated uh, to draw mm. the touch so can you not be penalised for staging? <laughs> well, look, he gets clipped, right? So there's, there's nothing against the Sydney player for having gone down. But in that situation, if it's a 50-50 where both players have a legitimate chance at winning the ball and you slide in, you sort of run that risk of picking up a yellow card if you mistime it or you get it wrong. Yep. But this one was so far in favour of the Adelaide player. He got mm. the ball that, it, that it's almost on the Sydney player to get out of the way at that point. You know, um, and he, he didn't do it. He got clipped. But again, it's um, it's just this over policing of the, the new rule that um, needs to change because, you know, there is a there is a hardness to football that we love. You know, it's the big tackles, it's the sliding tackles. And in taking that away, I mean, who knows where the game goes if uh, if they keep making decisions like that. OK, Alex, let's unpack that everything comes out of this. So three weeks in after the advice that was given to the referees and told to the coaches that those sort of tackles would be looked at and carded. Is there a need for a correction? 
And or have they dug well, themselves is. in a massive hole that they can't get out of it this time? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think. Look, it's like I said. I just feel like with the rule, I understand why it's in place. You don't want your creative yeah. players getting getting hurt, but. Each one, for me personally, I would put a football player, an ex-football player, in the VAR room because, I mean, 99.9% of the country, let alone ex-footballers, would have told you that that was not a red card, not even a foul probably. So how the VAR got it wrong, it just they're, they're opening up the rule book, they're looking to the letter of the law, yeah, well, he slid in, his studs were showing, and he gets him, so that's an automatic red card. There's no, there's no feel to the game, there's no understanding um, that I think former players have um, you know, that can, that can help in, in situations like that. So we brought VAR in. We use technology in so many sports to get the right decisions. The technology can only give you the information. You're right. You're going to have to have someone there who assesses it. Is VAR a success or a fail? I think, look, I think it's a fail. And I'm one who actually thinks that it's there for good and, and really uh, was open to the fact that it was coming in. I, I think VAR... When you look across the league, there's a lot less, um, you know, blatant errors, which is great. But the fact that there are still some, it, when you have the luxury of, you know, multiple angles, multiple replays, they shouldn't be making those big mistakes. You know, the 50-50 yeah. ones, that's why there's that rule about the, the obvious error. If there's no obvious error, then they don't really interfere because the referees made a decision and they stand with it. And that's fine because football... Like all sports, there, there are elements to it that, um, are, 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 you know, everybody interprets different. Everybody sees a little bit different. Everyone has a different opinion on it. So there are there are elements that should be left to the referee's decision. But when you have VAR, you should not be making big, obvious mistakes like this. So will, there, will he be punished in any shape or form, the person that was doing the VAR? I don't know if, if that's the best thing, to be honest. I think it's just re- reassessing that rule and just getting them to to be a little bit more relaxed on it. That's that's all it is, you know, because obviously they've been told that that was a red card. So it's come from higher up than, than the poor guy in the VAR room who made that decision. So I, I just think with the uproar that this has caused, I think the referees in general and the league in general just need to look at it and say, right, we're over-policing this way too much. We're taking... Any tackles out of football, it's becoming a bit of a joke. Let's just wind back a little bit. And that's it. For me, that's yeah, it. If they so just let the tackle start going that, back but in. This wasn't, but this wasn't even a tackle. This is playing the ball and then continuing to slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yes, a tackle. The fact that he slid, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, Alex, you're a very fair and reasonable man. Uh, and we believe you've just come off the pitch. You've just played in a charity game. Is that right? I have. Uh, it's um, the John Moriarty charity, actually, and uh, John Moriarty Foundation, and, and they they hosted a uh, um, a day for um, you know a lot of people to come and play a tournament. Um, and honestly, I haven't kicked the ball in about three years, oh. and I've just got bags of ice all over <laughs> me at the moment. I was going to ask you, 39 years of age now. How have you pulled up? <laughs> Obviously, you've just answered that. Hey, uh, <laughs> early days. Uh, how's the season looking? Oh, and, no, can I just yeah. come back to this this situation that was on Sunday? Okay, it's great news for Adelaide United that they do not lose a player this week. But surely at some point, if it's the virus failing and they go down to 10 men in a pretty critical game, there's got to be a system in place, like in so many other sports, where you can challenge on the spot. They should have had the right to challenge that red card on the spot, saying, well, we want this VAR reviewed again. The thing is, who do you challenge to? Who do you well, challenge that to? The VAR is there for that purpose. Yeah, but surely the referee is called to have a look at it again. Ah, by the letter of the law, it seems as though 
they got it right. A sliding tackle, the studs were showing, and he gets the player. But it's just, like I said, it's just being interpreted um, Yeah, but I'll very accept, I'll the, accept the referee position-wise <sighs> might have seen it that way, studs up and sees it, oh, I've got to deal with this because I've been told to deal with it. But like you, I, and everyone else who went and saw the video goes, no, that's not what's happened there. This is not a tackle. This is playing the ball and then continuing to slide and there's contact made with the Sydney player. He surely has to be called to have a look at the video again. And if the VAR is not going to ask him to call to that point, surely the Adelaide United bench has a challenge point where they say, well, we want the referee to look at this again. Not the VAR ref, but the match day referee to look at it. And to be honest, there may have been a different outcome because I think if the referee had seen it, then he may have overturned his decision. But yeah. again, I mean, if all referees across the league have been told that that's a red card and every single one of them think it's a red card, it doesn't matter how many refs you've got in the room or, or, or where you're going or even if the ref came to the sideline, yeah, but if accept, they all have the yeah. same opinion... I'll accept red card on a tackle, but that wasn't a tackle. So he needs to no, see what, that again. Is, he needs to see that again, surely. He, he definitely does. But look, that's like I said, it's um, like just the way they've been told to police things at the moment uh, and those types of challenges, uh, which is wrong. Let's change mm, pace a little right. bit. Adelaide mm. United did well to walk away with the draw. They play their first home game this week against Perth. It gets underway at 2.30. You can hear the coverage on uh, SEN with Domi Ronaldo and Travis Dodd. How do you see that one unfolding? Well, look, I think Adelaide, after what happened, um, you know, the fact that they're going home to play for their first, for the first time this season, look, I think there'll be a great Pine Marsh crowd as well. The people down in Adelaide love getting uh, behind their team. And first game of the A-League, the team's been sort of, um, look, not, not doing great, but it's been difficult. Three, three games away from home to start. So a huge crowd in Adelaide. I'm, I'm expecting Adelaide to win that one. And World Cup-wise, what are you thinking of the Socceroos this time? Mm-hmm. Um, look, anything we do over there, to be honest, with the group that we have yeah. um, will be great. You know, I think it's going to be difficult. But look, the boys have surprised us already. You know, a lot of people, uh, myself included, didn't think we'd get past yeah. Peru and, and yeah. they went and shocked everybody. So... Look, I think um, Arnie's uh, hopefully got a bag, few bags of tricks uh, up his sleeve and, and we can get some points and, and uh, you know, give the country something to cheer on. So, Alex, we're on the grander debate of what we've got underneath the Socceroos. Are we, are we getting that right? Um, look, I think at the moment there's, we're, we're sort of seeing a lot of young kids start to go overseas and I think that's yeah. the problem. Over the last few years, we haven't had that. Um, you know, since that amazing team, you know, with Lucas Neal, Vince Grella, Bresciano, Huel, Cahill, since this generation, it's sort of just slowly been declining. Um, And that's because we're not getting enough, one, opportunities for youngsters to play in the A-League. There's not many, there's not as many as we'd like. And then from that, you know, getting moves overseas to be playing in the best leagues in the world. So Mm. we're starting to see now a few young boys get uh, get big moves um, in, in Europe. So hopefully by next World Cup, we'll uh, be in a much better position. Well, when we're giving debuts to 30-plus strikers, you might still be called up again at 39. Well, not with all the ice packs. After today, after today, I don't know about that. (laughs) We're going to let you go because we know you're in pain. One last one to finish on you. You represented Australia 21 times, the most memorable game. Um, probably, probably, you know what, one down in Melbourne, actually, where I scored a couple of goals. It was a World Cup qualifier against Saudi Arabia, the last game of the group. And, um, it was a rainy night in Melbourne and I, and I scored a couple of goals there. We won four or five, two, I think. And, uh, uh that, that was probably one of the highlights just because of the guys I was playing with as well. The guys I mentioned before, Harry Kuehl, Tim mm. Cahill, Grillo, Bresciano, th- this generation of players that we had to be out there on the pitch with them, 
um, was excellent. And then to score a couple of goals in a win as well, it was perfect. Great memories. Alex, we appreciate your time and we love the work you're doing on SEN and Channel 10. Thank you once again. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Alex Broski's a good chat. Yes, very much so. Well, got that got... 100% right, didn't he, Roach? Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.